0: (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for Conversations with My Cousin. And let me introduce you to your cousin, her cousin, his cousin, my cousin, all of our cousins. We have Michelle with one L, Shay Lachey, and representing the brothers coming from Honda DJ booth, we have DJ Big Raw Now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. And enjoy show.
1: Welcome, hey. welcome, welcome to Conversations hey. with My Cuz.
0: What's poppin', what's popping? What's happening,
1: y'all? I am Shayla Shay.
2: And it's me, your girl, Michelle with one
0: L. And I am DJ Big Roz, brother love, baby. It's always love here.
1: Go ahead, love. Go ahead, love. Love in the building. Hey.
0: <laughs> How y'all ladies doing? What's
3: Excellent. happening, What's going, What's
1: going on? Everything is wonderful. Can't complain. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. good.
0: I'm trying to figure out. I'm a little jealous somebody had a little fun in the sun. I again. did.
1: I did. I went with again. a very, very good friend to Dominican Republic and had a ball ate up. <laughs> form. I'm ready to take Spanish lessons, figure out how to live that life. Like right, I almost died. okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it was really a lot of fun. So that was good. Well, what's going on with you guys? Children, I had a,
2: a nice family filled weekend. I was Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you know, I was out with family and, uh, you know, I don't really go out three days in a row. Like, I want to be in the house. That was a lot. My body's <laughs> like,
1: You was living your
2: life. Yeah, I had a great time. You know, it's always good seeing family. So, you know, that was a good thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I had a DJ gig up in the Bronx. Up in the Bronx. Up in the Bronx. You no, know, you know, that's front. my show. <laughs> my show. Shout out the whole staff up at Billy's. Had a ball. Uh, happy 50th birthday to my man, Stevie Diamonds. Thanks Shout for having me and Storm. <laughs> stormed did his thing yeah then, you know i was with my man pretty lenny oh and uh yeah,
3: you know nice. this guy
0: found the after party then after that found the after after party oh. After party there's and, an
1: after party I, I, found, <laughs> I,
0: I found myself uh waking up in my truck about 9 a.m like
3: i laid you out know i find to be
0: funny about
2: Big DJ Big Rod, like he he talks to me, and he always tells me bits and pieces of things. He can tell me that part of the story. I was in, in my truck. until
0: we get to therapy. You know this. Yeah, this is, yeah the until we- this is my therapy.
1: Tell the right therapist, now. is, is it okay to tell somebody? Speak <laughs> <laughs> <Be> my truth. <laughs> What's up, fam? Hey, Rod. What's up, Rod? and yeah. just, I see- him. just. I see- key is our key is gonna be our um. Apollo person, you know how that we had <laughs> that. But <one. laughs> she you never know, at at misses a show. He's an old lady. Apollo, with Jeffrey
2: on the front. That's, That's right. right. She's
1: just gonna be hella cute with her. <laughs> but yes, honey. I Thank expect that on support. live shows. If she's there, I want her in the front row, in the middle. Right, straight.
0: right, right. <laughs> Very supportive. Exactly, Very supportive. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I see my girl, my, my chapter sister, Cheryl. I see you in hey, there. Girl. Thank you for showing up, girl. <laughs> yes. All is screaming. Ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so what's going on? What's been happening in the world? You know, I was missing. I need an update about what happened in New York.
0: Well, well you we know
2: did,
1: we didn't we know we
0: never did our toast yet, guys. Oh uh well, I'm doing water tonight <laughs> because
1: you overdid it.
0: <laughs> I need
1: to. I drank almost everything but the ocean in DR boy. <laughs> well, I tell you that Brugal was for real. Wrong boy.
0: Come
1: in, come in. Love it. Well, yes. we t- I want to toast to um New Beginnings. Yes. Right? Uh, One of our cast members got a career change. And so we got a little bit of a different thing for tonight because we got to do some little background hustling, which we don't like. But, <laughs> like, you know, um, what you going to say to New Beginnings, to Elevation, right? Which is what we're all about. So shout yes. out to right.
0: that. Yes. Here cheers to New Beginnings. Cheers
3: to beginners. New
1: Beginnings. And oh, about on the couch. <laughs> we both was about to say the same thing. Um, you know, about yeah, you My know, wife have a
2: new uh, cookie business uh, called Kyle's Delights, so they've been sending out samples and stuff. And I just happened to get my sample the other day. Oh, let me show you
1: mine because I didn't eat it yet.
0: So she still has her. Oh, that's in the mailbox. Uh, yeah, everybody
1: got
2: <laughs> samples. So go check out Kyle's Delights if you want to hit them up. They, you know, and place an order. Um. You know, they just starting out. They don't have a website yet, So, but you can hit them up at kylezalice at
1: gmail.com. And I can definitely say that there was more than one, and they've been eating, and it's been a great thing. She told me that that's how she snatched my brother, was she fed him some cookies, honey. <laughs> she gave him some cookies before the cookies. Well, so,
0: you know, uh, <laughs> well, are you, are you sure? That's what it was. It was the cookie. That's what she told me. Or was it the is it was it the cookies or was the cookie? it the cookie?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know if you want to co-sign what we saying right? I want to believe don't know. that she told the truth. And that's why she's selling them cookies. Because she said to me, Girl, if you want me to send you some cookies to feed him, I'm sure that it'll work. So she wouldn't really let that. So like,
0: wait I still say it's the cookie, man. Shout out to the cookie. <laughs> to the cookie lady. <laughs> Shout out to the cookie lady. I
2: love it. I love that's it. That's what's up. Yes. Yeah, so. I love new ventures. I love when you know I see how people are trying to elevate and, and they got new ventures going on. I think that's super dope.
1: Yeah, you're supposed to always be trying to strive for multiple streams of income in some kind of way while you're on your job, working a job and you know right. just doing everything that you can to make sure that you are solidifying yourself for
2: your, for your um,
1: retirement and um just making sure that you got things always moving money should always be moving and grooving in your life so
0: yeah man That's why you we know, here pray for that,
1: praying for that
0: <laughs> so
2: yeah i see tisha up there she just she on there checking
0: us out there go kenya
2: hey kenya i see jetta hey jetta hey toby What's up,
1: y'all? What's up, family y'all? Family in the family? house. Family in the house. Hey. Wait, they go, Ronald. Hey, what is he doing there? He's <laughs> supposed, he supposed to be elevating. He's supposed to be. <laughs> be <elevating.
0: laughs> hey, don't start no bad habits. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you already know. He's watching, but he's yes. not he ain't, he ain't with us. But anyway, y'all. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, We're going to get back
1: soon. We're going to get back soon. So. Come on, What's let's talk
0: about you? it. Let's talk about let's talk about BMF the season. Uh how y'all well, like how do y'all like how did do y'all you watch like... seven? Did you see
2: seven episode I finally
0: seven? I only saw it, yeah. What you thought of it? I
2: hate you. I I hate Lamar, man. That dude needs to get
0: it. He
3: needs yo, to get it. I can't yo, wait till he gets it. But
0: but come on, man. The, 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 the girl, come on, man. Really? You love me? I love he you. <laughs> We gotta do it together. I love you, really. But listen, what part of being gangster is that?
2: That was the '80s, and I was getting
0: ready to cut the TV off.
2: That was that box. Sometimes the cookies. Some uh, the cookies! <laughs> it's the
1: cookies! It's the cookies! <laughs> the cookies, that old boy. Open.
3: That's why they were young.
0: Yeah, you, know, boy, when you young.
1: Cookie. That thing'll tear you up, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I tell you, it almost cost me a million dollars. I'm still paying the mortgage in the house. I'm still paying the mortgage in the house. That and young Rick, love yeah, yeah. and that girl
2: put that thing on you, and she doing things that other. And girl she say the own. right thing
1: on top of it, call you king and dumb shit like oh, that. and dumb shit like
0: that. Oh man, hey, um, hey, man. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <laughs> hey, hey, we starting early. We huh? are. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about people. You know, know. New past. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. You smiling a little too much. Uh
0: Oh, I I I I got a little haterade going on here. And 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 and
2: and and, and he's stuttering too.
3: (laughs)
0: That's how you know. That's how you know who it is. Little hater raid. Little hater raid. Hey Kim. Hey
3: Tiana. Hey Kim. You know we ain't (laughs) never
0: hated. Ever. Hey Kim. Hi, <laughs> how you doing?
1: Kim, Kim run, run. Man, well, I'm rolling her eyes. I know hey, that. Hey, Kim. Hi. That. How you doing? <laughs> so,
2: yeah. wait a minute. Shout out to our radio listeners, too. What's up, y'all out there in radio land? It's checking us out on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Thank y'all for tuning in and getting yes. our views up. And Y'all go subscribe. Go like and subscribe. Just like and share. Yeah. Yeah, share. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, yes. another
0: thing is uh, Wu Tang the saga, the uh, miniseries, the whatever season they call three. it, season yeah. three has been solidified. They're coming out with a release date, and what's great, uh, shout out to the Wu Tang clan and the Rizzo because, um, honestly, it, it usually takes 12 weeks to decide if they're going to get another yeah. season. And they did it within three. Shout out to the Wu-Tang.
2: Oh, There's no way in the world that they wasn't going to be able to do that, the way that that thing ended the Plus, the viewers, I mean, everybody was on it.
0: It's a great so, season. It's and a great it was a season. Good series It was a good series. It is. It's a great I'm season. Kidding. And I hope they get a new Ghostface next season. And uh, everything will be dope.
2: <laughs> I hope they get they a cast?
0: new year. Nah, they just need a new Ghostface killer. I, uh,
2: and RZA. RZA, uh
0: but you know what he he has the 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 Riz's, the nothing the know how the he has Manoism. the swag he does yeah, it because you know RZA got that tough but well, it's the Wu Tang Clan and uh want to see the old, <laughs> old dirty bastard to Electra. yes <laughs> Def Jam deal isn't good I <laughs> thought he was talking. <laughs>
2: Just like that, his voice was irritating my soul. Hear me?
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: my whole soul. But it was a good series. And shout out to Tang for yes,
0: yes, getting picked Great up series. for a third season.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad we talked about that. <laughs> Y'all know I don't know a thing about oh, it. Oh, she's bad. But stop it. Are we ready for the segment? Are we ready for it? Uh-oh. I need to know if you got your vocals on yeah. order. <clears throat> I heard the guy on the couch did a great job last uh, week. And uh, so I'm, you know, proud. But here we go. And now it's time for the segment. Let me ask my cause.
0: Let me ask my cause. Oh, yeah. Take that. Remix. Conversation. Oh. It's the Remix. Can't stop. Won't stop. Hey. Hey. Oh. Hey Hey I go Jayla will one out don't
3: stop. TV, <laughs> to the, to
0: the top, you don't stop. Yeah. All of a sudden, she wanna be down now.
3: <laughs> now she wanna come to the sandbox and
1: play. <laughs> I'm gonna come up with something. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna get a ghostwriter to give me two lines. <laughs> I just need a little bit. Just a little
2: bit. (laughs) I said, you got to say bone for (laughs) (laughs) Risa. (laughs) Bone.
0: Don't talk about the Risa.
1: I I, want to talk about speaking of new beginnings, this also applies to relationships, right? Uh And certain people in our little campus trying to do a little something or something or whatever, right? And so I have a question that you might want to think about before you go there, Okay. Cause everyone you meet comes with baggage. Now, what I saw was this thing that said you find someone who loves you enough to help you unpack.
3: Hmm.
1: What do you think about that? Should we be unpacking with other people or? Hell no. Oh, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm gonna let
0: my shade go since he started. A- absolutely it not let wow. people know baggage out, man. I can't deal with my baggage and your baggage, man. That's too heavy. That's Absolutely too heavy. not. That's too heavy. much. Too
2: much. Ah. That's well, heavy. I I agree with Rochelle. I don't. It's I don't think you should. And when it says find someone that loves you enough to help you unpack, I think that you can find someone that loves you enough to understand that you may have some baggage that, you, you know, but if that person is not working on that and dealing with their own baggage, I don't know if I can love you that much.
1: Well, let's because, you know, I, you. I'm always the devil's advocate. Toxic. Yes. <laughs> Toxic, Well, well, let's let's think about it this way. Let's say right. you got some deep seated trust issues because, you know, whatever whatever your problem is, right? And the person, you get into this relationship and you say, look, man, I've always had these issues with trust or whatever. Is it the, the, the other partner or the person that's coming into the relationship, should they be helping you to get over that because that's baggage right because you don't come to the it table is. fully so is that something that you guys can work on or should they just come to you like you ain't i got if you got trust issues baby i can't help you with that you're gonna have to figure it out
0: hey you, you know what? trust think, me or you don't yeah you know what was great about that you know while you was uh you know out garavanting in the sun and uh you know um getting all tanned I'm we talking. touched on we touched on that last week and we was okay, talking about so- uh, you know people well i'm i'm just i'm just saying you know while we were working um uh-huh. you know uh, <laughs> you know, uh, do not, y'all. Do not jab, y'all. jab jab but uh we was talking about that uh toxic you know what i'm saying and like i was explaining it before uh when i'm having a bad day i want to be left alone i don't want to mess up boo day you know what I'm saying? Let me, okay. just sit, let me just sit on the couch and take my toxic ass downstairs and get me a brew.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay.
0: But okay. What Shay,
2: I get what Shay is saying. Somebody comes in and they express to you, listen, I have trust issues. You know what I mean? Now, you know, somebody that has trust issues is going to have a problem with that. means that you're going to have to make sure that you are letting a person know what you're doing, where you're at. What Do do I really want to sign up for that? Exactly. That's a lot to deal with.
0: We're in a relationship, not probation.
2: Wait, Marcus said, are you willing to ride while the car is in park? <laughs>
0: That's, <laughs> That's pretty much what, is, what you're asking. <laughs> That's a good one. Leave That's your ass right there.
2: <laughs> so that means that you stuck with these trust issues. What are you doing about it? Because exactly. I don't want to deal with you having, I, I, every time I walk out the door, you blow my phone up 10 times because you don't know where I am or you think I'm out doing something.
1: That's a lot. But do you think that everyone comes with baggage though? Like people, we all have problems, right? We all have things that we're working on. So what do you do? Do you not get in a relationship? No,
2: I think, okay. My thing is if you come with baggage, you have to be working that out for yourself though. Because even if you come with baggage, because there's no way in the world you can come into a new relationship without having gone through something. Because obviously your last relationship didn't work for whatever reason that is. Right. I do think people need need time. To heal from their past relationships. I never have been a fan of jumping in from one relationship into another because you never really get time to unpack whatever went you went through that last in that last relationship. So you need to heal with whatever is going on before you move into the next relationship. Not saying that you're going to be fully over it, but if you're working on it, you're going to have to deal with that yourself.
0: Yeah, and like I said, we was talking about uh you know people coming into relationships. They're broken, and they get into these relationships looking somebody to fix them. Right. Listen, I ain't God, baby. Right. I, I know I'm great, but I ain't that. Oh you know yeah, yeah. And so,
2: that's
1: I, I think that's unfair to ask you know, someone to help exactly. You. I agree. Yeah. I was just you know asking a question, but Ooh, I agree. agree. Yes. <laughs> 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 you sound like you got some uh, baggage now that we
0: don't
3: know. I toxic. Of us.
0: Yeah, maybe I won't jump this week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
2: it. <laughs> yeah, man, that that baggage thing is, is a little tricky. You, you know. Yeah, it is. You pack that, yourself up in a trick is. bag, mm-hmm. trying I'm to help like, somebody else unpack like, and deal with your own shit at the same time.
0: Exactly. I'm packing <laughs> myself. Mine. Right.
2: Well, we agree. Yeah. I'm mean, yes, I got my bags over here. You want me to put yours here too? Nah. <laughs> nah, we're weird, weird. Nah.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah.
2: You know, for those of you out there, I'm single. So if you're coming to me with baggage, you better leave that baggage in the basement somewhere because uh I yeah.
1: can
2: not unpack
0: it. No, take that somewhere else. I don't want to.
2: Marcus says those memes are misleading (laughs) Yeah a lot of those things
1: on Facebook have people all jacked up
0: That's why you need to talk about it I want to always
1: be like bullshit
0: Accept me the way I am
1: That's another one that ain't going to work Well accept this
4: Listen
2: if you're going to get with somebody You need to accept the person for where they are Because you can't go changing nobody well, they
0: can't change them, but people need to realize something. They don't they need to be to make all toxic
1: and crazy with a facial tick, and you know. Then you don't accept them. Uh, I accept exactly. people for who they are. doesn't mean you for me.
0: Correct. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> you know gotcha. what I'm saying? Uh, hey, that's right. That's it. You know no, you know what said, my saying okay. in the
2: yes right big rob representing
0: 054 yeah, you know i got to you know it's the first it was um pool day you know shout out the malls and, and you know um again you know this is my uh championship hoodie you know doing what i true do that, that, you know that. um started with nine and i'm the last one standing shout out to me <laughs> you know' what I'm saying
1: the ego is just all <laughs> of <your> <laughs> i love place. it all over the place Tell you, speak your truth, buddy.
3: You oh We're
2: going to move on to the next question. Go
0: ahead. I got Let something to
2: say. I'm really missing Ronald right now.
0: I know. Do you want me to
2: ask it? I'm so doing things. I'm not doing the right stuff.
1: <laughs> All right, I got it.
2: My wife made her sister for her 401k beneficiary. I asked to be listed in case she dies first. She promised her sister would give me the money. Give me the money. What should I do?
0: Somebody got pimped.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He should not expect that money. Yeah. And my thing is, that's your wife. Like, why is she making her sister her
1: beneficiary if you guys are married? Well, that to me, that that lays on trust issues, right? Because, um, I mean, he didn't say whether they had kids or not or whatever the case might be. But the fact that he's saying give me the money, or if she dies first, doesn't say anything about kids. So let's assume they have none, and it's just him. She has no intentions of um, making sure that he's okay, because then your living will would, would say, you know, and give my sister some, but it's my husband's. right? So to me, uh, what should you do? I don't know if you can do anything about it necessarily, but it definitely is an issue. There's a trust issue right there. I agree.
0: Hold on. Cor- correction. Um, living wills. If you got a beneficiary, uh, your your will is that's not in your probate. So if, if you're married and you leave, let's say you leave the guy on the couch as a beneficiary, that has nothing to do with what your living will would do. That You put mm-hmm. him on the thing as the beneficiary. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like if you if you got let's say you got um your sister on your your bank your banking information as your beneficiary in your bank that that beneficiary supersedes everything in a probate and in a will
4: hmm.
2: okay well
0: that's good to know yeah that, that might be a that might be a show
3: yeah, yeah,
2: right. Well, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I really think that that we should do a show on that because that's stuff people should
1: know. Estate yes. planning is so it's um definitely. important, and it is something that um there are so many areas that we don't know a hundred percent, and so exactly it's absolutely something that we should touch on and be able to create information. Martha so. says, Is it trust or a loyalty issue?
0: Well, like, maybe she don't want them to hit him in the back of hit, him, hit him in the back of the head or something. I don't know. Oh, She's gonna take she the money, so you know, if
2: she die first, he gonna go and spend that money with somebody else.
0: Get a young girl or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know
1: yeah, that? that 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 just raises the uh-huh. red flag <laughs> completely. <laughs> <laughs> like certain people, right? Yeah, you know, you ain't gonna talk yeah. about certain people with their young girls but whatever. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: boys just want to have fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Try to tell people so. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Karen said maybe he's the beneficiary on the insurance policy. Um, that's a possibility. Yes. But I would think that why would he be that concerned if he's if, listen if he's getting something?
0: Well, maybe she split it up too, so it might not be a loyalty issue or anything. But maybe she wants the kids to have the four hundred one k, and uh-huh. he gets the the insurance policy, and maybe the son gets the bank account. Well, this is the sister she gave the money to, right? But what I'm saying, right? Well, okay, I, I no, get it, please. but some, some people do that. Like, you know, if you let's say you're going through something, and you're, you you want to be make sure your kids are provided for, absolutely, and, and maybe they got kids outside the marriage, so you know it could be a little sticky. Like, you you can't love my kids like I love my kids. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, maybe she left it with the sister to help the other kid. Yeah, it could be a lot, man. I,
1: it know. Know. I guess we,
2: it depends on the circumstances, and it also it depends. I, I just feel like you know if. Your marriage is solid and your marriage is tight. This shouldn't even be a thing,
1: right? It shouldn't correct. be correct. Right. But listen, it's just right. You know, mm-hmm. if there's an emergency and who's your emergency contact, and you put my sister and you got a husband, right? Like, what where is the breakdown What's going on? Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. There's definitely mm. a breakdown if you, I mean.
2: This, you know, I mean, he maybe did he, well, he said he asked his wife and the wife
1: said, don't worry, you good. Yeah, she gonna hook you up. Don't worry about it. (laughs) it. Which means that she had a conversation It It was like, look here, I'm gonna put you down and, and if I go... Then this is yes. the things I need you to do. Go ahead and give him a little five, six <laughs> thousand. You She's know what I mean? Give him all the money. I ain't paying for the house for no. him to get a new wife in, so he just get a little bit of change. I need. See to here, y'all get go so again. You
2: know what? No you don't know want him to have that young girl.
1: <laughs> they, she like
2: you. you. Know what? This is an age net. So you might have, have done
1: something wrong, man, might did
2: something wrong, man. he might have did something wrong, and she
1: probably she like do no more. That's I think it's a trust issue over loyalty. Yeah, I, mean, well, I would have okay. answered she's still in it, but she like not not with my
0: damn you money. You're getting my money. I Like you expect me to go somewhere? What you asking me for anyway? You trying to write.
2: You trying to take me <laughs> by the hand good good? <laughs>
1: Like, Take like, why are we talking about early? <laughs> and if she was smart, she'd have been like, "You definitely going before me, <laughs> <laughs> and walk away." Right. And that was scary.
0: <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey bro,
2: come back. Here. Well, hold, hold on now, hold on now. Come back here. Something that.
0: definitely, definitely. Yeah. So
2: I, I, I don't know what to tell him to do. Um, I just say, you know, stack your bread, buddy.
1: No, a, just don't no expect way, it. You, you have to believe little. that don't it's not me. yours. You, you have know. to believe that it's not yours. Yeah, it's nothing that you, you you never had it before. So if you don't get it, you, you, you won't miss it. I tell you what, though, that would his that sister would be my new best friend. Hey,
3: girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you going to Walmart? What you, you want?
3: Dying. Oh right <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh. <laughs> so, you know, that's me. funny. But right quick, so I remember I was dating, I was in a relationship or starting out in a relationship. We had to be we had to be like in maybe three, four months. She was like, oh, um. Do you believe in life insurance? I'm like, hold on, boo. <laughs> Wait a minute, you yeah, get right. kind of personal. <laughs> well, that's
2: too soon for
0: all the. plan. Oh, you want to get some life insurance? Hold on, baby. Wait a minute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dang, first date is that's not a definitely not
0: a question you ask on a first date. <laughs> now nah, it was a couple months, but still, still on personal business. <laughs> well,
2: maybe she saw life with you
0: uh yeah she didn't know him very well we had (laughs) we had had that conversation in a production meeting right (laughs) you know that's that's the problem with more mature people (laughs) they plan it too much
1: So you're trying to say the younger ones usually don't, huh? Hey, I'll tell you what: the younger ones, the younger ones, are have your ass in a pine box and potters Fields, So watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay,
0: we'll well, okay. That, you do you. It's, boo. A, it's all right. <laughs> well, we, well, it mean, you know was a peaceful waiting. journey.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm
1: waiting for um, I'm waiting for Brother Love to to go buy a motorcycle. <laughs> we on his way. Midlife yeah. crisis. <laughs> <laughs> He's on his way. I think that's next.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Big ball. Big handle ball. Shout out the conversations.
2: <laughs> He's on his way.
1: Without a doubt.
0: <laughs> Give me well, some got- I
1: keep cutting off your comedy. You done? Hand <laughs> your glues back. I know. No, no. Geez. Chocolate. But I want to talk about a fantastic guest that we had. That's why I keep cutting you off. Okay. So we have been blessed enough to have a beautiful sister that's coming on our show. Her name is Karen Peterson, and she is the founder and chief patient advocate for Karen's Club, which is a nonprofit organization that educates, informs, and supports patients of color about all things clinical trials. Now, she has a a little bit more of um, a a resume, but I would love to bring her on so she can tell us about her story and we can start talking about what patient advocacy is and how it all works out. So, Karen, welcome to the show and thank you so
5: much for coming. You guys are so great. I'm sitting here. I'm supposed to be talking about a subject that's very serious and I'm here cracking
0: up <laughs> this. How you doing, Karen? I'm back
5: because like, it seems like it's going to be very lively right? Yes yeah,
1: Because you know we're going to be having a little bit like, girl, you better get your ish together, is together. <laughs> So Karen, we usually start off with a little bit of toast um, Yes, honey Hey, let's do that before we have this serious conversation, okay? Let's okay. just talk about power, right? And and um advocating for your own life and your health. That's what Absolutely. we totally. That sounds to that.
3: Cheers to that. Cheers to that.
1: All right. So I didn't want to spoil it by, you know, giving too much of your story. So um, I wanted to let you have an opportunity to give our, our viewers and listeners um, your story for yourself. So have the floor.
5: Thank you so much for having me. and Thank you so much for um, providing this platform tonight to talk a little bit about my story. Again, my name is Karen Peterson. I was diagnosed in 2000, 2015 with stage one triple negative breast cancer. So along the way, as I tell my story, I'm gonna be dropping a few jewels, just for people like, hmm, let me think about that.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And so the way I got diagnosed was uh, a mammogram, but I had dense breast tissue at the time. So mm. that means it's sort of like difficult to see. So when you have dense breast tissue in New York State, the law is if you have dense breast tissue, they have to offer you a ultrasound. And the ultrasound is what found my breast cancer. Mammogram didn't. Mm. Was wow. Rule number one, for those who have dense breast tissue, don't let them walk you out of there. Wow. You know, push okay. it. Off. Okay, you know what? I've been diagnosed with dense breast tissue. What does that mean? And what can we do in order to be able to make sure that I leave here knowing what I've come in for? Oh, what are my full results? I was diagnosed with stage one after getting that ultrasound in 2015, and uh, it was a diagnosis of breast cancer. I didn't know that there were different breast cancers, right. The cancers that I was diagnosed with eventually was triple negative breast cancer, which means it doesn't have one of the three receptors. So I know this sounds kind of sciencey, but it's very important. So most 85 percent of breast cancer is caused by um, receptors They're ER, estrogen, PR, progesterone, or HER2. But triple negative doesn't have any of those, which means it's harder to treat. So if you have ER positive breast cancer, they usually give you a pill for 10 years that keeps the estrogen Mm. at a low level so that the cancer won't come back and won't grow. With triple negative, we don't have that safety net. So it's really difficult to treat. And the only thing out there to treat triple negative right now is chemotherapy. Mm. Okay. All right. So, when you get diagnosed with that, it's like, hmm, I still didn't understand. I was, no, this is not going to affect me. I'm going to rise above it, rise through it. Um, And I went through some things. I went through the pulmonary embolism, losing my hair, um, nails turning black, um, fatigue, everything that you think that that I thought I wasn't going to go through, I went through
3: it. Yeah.
5: But I climbed through it, and I said to myself, okay, I'm here. And I decided to get a voluntary double mastectomy. So I had my breast removed. This is all reconstruction, by the way. And That's good. <laughs> thank you. I don't want to <laughs> say it.
3: I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> don't listen. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We're gonna apologize in advance for his foolishness. <laughs> <school service. laughs>
5: <laughs> um, I was really lucky I had a good plastic surgery Did the surgery and in 2016 I was reinventing my life I walked away from cancer thinking I was never Going to go back to it um, I, You know it's in my past In my rearview mirror And in 2017 just as I was reinventing My life I went in for my uh, Three month exam and I was Diagnosed um, with stage 4 Triple negative breast cancer Wow. And wow. I was getting a 4% wow. Chance of survival That's it Mm. Wow! At the time in 2017, that was probably like eight to 18 months to live. About mm. wow.
0: What? Can I ask a question though? What was your, what was your mental state at, mm. at that point?
5: You know, thank you for asking that question because a lot of people don't answer that. ask that question. And the answer is, um, my mental state was cold. Mm. very focused. Mm. Um, there's no book, there's no playbook on how to deal with something like this. Right. For me at the time, I realized in order to save my life, I couldn't absorb any of the transference of people's emotions. Wow. You know, people that I did tell right. break down and they would cry, which is a normal okay. reaction. Mm-hmm. But for me, in order to stay focused and not waste time Okay, I won't say waste time. Not spend time dwelling in that crying, sad, depressed mode. I stayed focused. So I was very cold. I didn't really let anything affect me. I didn't cry until later on down the line when I saved my own life. But originally, I was pretty much you know patting people on the back and saying, it's going to be all right. I have a plan. I've done some research. I've talked to some people. And um, it's going to be all right. But I was very, very focused and very, very cold. Mm. So
2: at what point did you say, I'm going to start looking at clinical trials?
5: Thank you for that question. Um, I started looking at clinical trials before, I would say, the confirmation of my diagnosis. So there was a cat and there was a biopsy, and I kind of figured there was something going wrong. And I made a vow to myself, and this is very important, this is another gem that I'm going to drop on you. When you are dealing with a healthcare crisis, it is imperative that you make an informed decision. It's easy to make an emotional decision, mm. but it's important to make an informed decision because the decision can be based off of science. And I know this sounds like, oh, well, you know, science, I don't know, it hasn't always worked on our behalf. We understand some of the things and some of the atrocities as people of color we've been through on the basis of... Right. Furthering science, but for me, I had to be able to decide to myself, make a vow to myself that I was not going to do anything based off emotion. It all had to be based on facts.
2: And Ooh, that's hard, though. Well, just- <laughs> I know that was hard.
5: No, it's not that hard. If your life is on the line,
2: yeah, yeah, your if life depends you just
5: on it. Up Sharpening his sickle, <laughs> it's not yep. that difficult. You, you, okay. you're gonna make a decision. You're going to fight for yourself. People often say to me, oh, my goodness, I don't know if I could do that. Yes, you could. I don't believe yeah. that one person I've run into would do anything different than I did. You just happen to know about me because my story is such a powerful one. But right. there are people out there who are doing the same thing. You just don't hear about them. Mm.
1: Well, I love the I love the part of the story where you were talking to me about the oncologist and you were saying how um, you know, she tried to give you this really sound advice, but you went in there and you had, um, knowledge that just shocked her into the point where, you know, you, she wasn't the thing, you know? So, um, tell them about that part of the story. Cause I know they'll find that very, very interesting.
5: My original oncologist indicated that I should I should exhaust all standard conventional care. Those were her exact words because I want to make sure I'm right with this. And if we do that, we, meaning me, because it's not we, we're not going through this together. If we do that and the things don't work, then we can think about the things that you're talking about. And I was talking about clinical trials. I was talking about genomic testing. I was talking about personalized oncology, meaning focus strictly on Karen Peterson's tumor. And if you figure out what's going on within the tumor, we can figure out that there's other options out there according to what's going on with the new treatment. And immediately it was like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't think you should do that. And then she realized that I had been talking to other people, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. let on that I was talking to other people because I trusted her. This is somebody I went through my original diagnosis with. This is somebody I wanted to ride with. And here she was standing at the gates, wow. locking the door because of I don't know. I'm not really sure if it was because I was black, it was because you know she wanted to play God, or you know, or she just didn't think that I deserved better. Hmm. But Mm -hmm. I think, I think thinking back on it, looking back on it, I believe that she probably, if it was a family member, she would have said yes, get genomic testing, yes, think about clinical trials, because again, I can read like all of us can, whether it's education or it's a a college degree. We can read, folks. Can read
3: right.
5: the, When I what I had read was that if I had had too many lines of treatment, meaning if I had went back and did chemo one or two more times, I would have been excluded from the clinical trial. I understood wow. exclusionary criteria. Wow. Here I had somebody in front of me who was my gatekeeper telling me we should do, you know. And then when I voiced that, she was like, "Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah, that's true." What do you mean? You just told me a second ago that that I should exhaust all standard conventional care. That's what you just told me. But the exclusionary criteria that I just read to you said indicated if you do that, you won't you won't be eligible for a clinical trial. And
1: at the time that's so scary to me. Yes. Someone that you already had been working with with your first diagnosis. So not someone who didn't know you, knew you, and you believed that she had your best interests at heart and still did not provide you with the information that could possibly
5: save your life. It was a moment where I had to decide, again, going back to what my mental state was, whether I was going to you know, go into the whole, well, why did you do this? Why are you doing this? Instead of going, can you please provide me with everything that I need in order to move forward? So right. I need all of my medical records and I'll wait patiently. Oh. I have time for you to gather this up, so that I can yeah. never walk in this office again, and right. that's exactly what I did. And I've often been asked in interviews, well, Karen, why did she do that? Or why did you have, like, who has time to sit there and argue with a person? who You can't, you have to take, I felt like I had to take control, and I couldn't take, take, that was a situation I couldn't control, was how she wanted to view the treatment that she wanted to provide or advise. Right. I right. couldn't control that, but I can control, where I wanted to go on what my choice was mm-hmm. and the okay. best that I thought that I had. And there's another gem. If you have been diagnosed with advanced cancer or cancer period, find a doctor who values your voice. Find a doctor who will take the time to have a conversation with you about your case and not treat you like All you're right. a number or you're a part of a, you know, just this one large- uh, collective. Um, collective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. agreed. And find a research oncologist colleges because although local clinics are good and that's where we get treated at, research and colleges have they have access to information that sometimes we aren't privy to at local clinics. and I mean we meaning, doctors of color at local clinics, doctors who are treating us at local clinics because they're not a teaching institution. Most oh, okay. of them are just done at they're a good teaching good. institution. So that's where the money is going. And that's where the care and then the new treatments and options are at teaching institutions. So it's nothing wrong with starting at a local clinic because that's where you get your information, your baseline information and where you trust. But if you've been diagnosed with something that is going to shorten your life, you really wanna think hard about where you get treated at. And I would recommend a teaching institution.
4: Okay.
2: I I love that. And I I was looking on your website and I noticed um, one of the statistics that you provide states that only 6% of clinical trial participants are African-American or Hispanic.
5: That's correct, with advanced cancer. And that's
1: correct. That's with advanced cancer. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Yeah. Is it just a racial thing? Because I know we all, oftentimes, we want to be like, ah, they don't care about us as black people. Do you think that that has something to do with it, or?
5: I think it has a lot to do with trust and skepticism, and we have a right, right. to be skeptical. Right, we have a right to be distrustful. It's not something that we inherently wake up and go, you know what? This, I just want to trust that I don't want to access the best healthcare. That's not how we wake up in the morning. Right, mm-hmm. that's true. I don't want to trust that I can go out and get the best doctor I can. And that I'm working really hard and paying for this insurance. And I don't want to trust that I can get the best, you know, access to you know healthcare possible. That's not how we wake up, but that's what it is because of all the atrocities that are put upon us. And so we can go into a whole show about him yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. But- and sterilization. We can go through all of that. And, and that's a real thing. It's, It's not a 30 second soundbite. I try to tell people, not people, but I try to tell people who come to interview or doctors or researchers who ask this question, why is it? And it's like, it's a real thing. It's nothing that can be dispelled. Like you just can't just brush it off. This is decade after decade after decade. This is something that we talk about all the time, how we don't get we are not valued, and we do not trust the system because of things that have happened to us. And it doesn't happen, necessarily happen to be in the past. You, you think about Serena Williams. Think about how she yeah. about her mm-hmm. and how she was trying to give birth, and how she was going through pain management, and the fact that she had to suffer through some things, and they didn't treat her, you know, appropriately because they believe, you know, stallion, mm-hmm. you know, she's a black woman, you know, she can, you know, we can. We don't feel her.
1: pain as much as any other race. I've heard that. And yes. that was something they did when they were testing Man. us, cutting your damn cervix and all kind of foolishness right. saying that we, we don't feel pain. Exactly, right. so I I'm, I agree. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that um, we've had enough going on that it's a healthy place to be skeptical when right. someone is giving you information in the medical field. And it's unfortunate, but it's a real thing.
0: I agree. All right. So. With with the clinical trials, right? Um how do would it work with like insurance and far as finances being handled? Because I noticed that a lot of the times when you go to these clinics or you go to the doctor, the first thing that comes up is an insurance question. Do you have a copay? Um, so with the with the clinical trials, does it take is it a financial burden? All right, let's
5: see if I can answer that question. With a clinical trial, the clinical trial that I was in. I probably received about half a million, about a half a million dollars worth of drugs to save my life. The drugs were free, but the doctor's visits, the nurse's visits, the equipment used, so I had infusions. I used to go every three weeks for an infusion. Um, The office itself, the brick and mortar hospital, um, all of those things, um, I had to have insurance and pay for and so luckily for me, um, again, the teaching institution, it was so important. so um, I had COBRA originally, and it was like a 60 to okay. $10 payment. And then I couldn't afford to pay that anymore. And then um, luckily the teaching institution, it was NYU in New York, they had sort of like, they get enough money that they're like, okay, we can cover you and we can cover you, your treatment while you're in this trial until you transition okay. on to another insurance. And in New you're York right. State, if you were diagnosed with breast, ovarian, prostate, I think another cancer, I forgot what the other cancer is. If you're in treatment, if you're um, under a certain income level, um, there is a, a treatment program, of insurance that is specifically for those people. And I was luckily able to get in that insurance program. Okay. So they were able to help me out. But yeah, the the drug itself or the apparatus itself, because not all you know, clinical trials are drugs, sometimes there are apparatus, um, they are free. But okay. you know, doctor's visits and all the equipment that come along with that, you got to pay for that. Yeah.
2: Right, right. Well, that's good to know. I mean, there is some help. and I mean, everything you don't, know, it's not, and, and that's where I think people get scared too. With insurance, I don't have insurance or I, I have Medicaid or something that may not cover it.
5: So right.
2: Just accept whatever the doctor say. Okay, well, this is what your insurance is gonna cover. So go with this.
5: I right. again I was on the Medicaid service treatment program, and my doctor, the man who saved my life, was uh he graduated from Harvard. So it was all, mm-hmm. good. It was all good. It was all good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was funny, yeah. like um yeah. I because you know, I went over COVID, I decided that I was gonna check in and I was gonna get everything done you know, get all my tests looked at, prostate. So I went and I got, I actually signed up to get a colonoscopy and an endoscopy. And they was telling me with my insurance at that time, I was 49, You not looking for my age and everything, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, I was at 49, you know, um, they told me I had to wait till I was 50. Ooh,
3: and they tried
0: wow. to deny me wow. to um to get the colonoscopy. So she said, well, what are your systems? I said, well, I'm bleeding out the rectum. They said yes, yes, we'll turn around, and that's the only reason why they did it, because wow. I had to really say that because I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to make sure that because black men, they keep saying African American males, they should get tested not at fifty, at forty five now. Yeah, right. you understand what I'm saying? But the mm-hmm. insurance is, is telling you, you can't, you, you can't, you gotta wait. Right, you know, and, and it's not even insurance; good it's it's even though
5: it's insurance, really the law. So okay. a lot of advocacy I do is about laws, too. It's about the law. The insurance company is always going to try to, you know, find loopholes in the law. And the law yeah. is the one that sets it up, that says, okay, well, you know what? We have, you know, the baseline is 40 for breast cancer. and For colon cancer, it's 50. And, yeah, and the insurance company will ride that out. They will we'll ride it, it out. Yeah. yeah. The only way that they will make exceptions is if it runs in the family, if there are some conditions, like you stated, like bleeding, Blah blah
0: blah, and that's what I said because I had a friend of mine. He he got diagnosed with rectal cancer at I think he was 32. Mm. You understand? So, and luckily that he got got caught in time, they caught it in time, and you know, he's moved on with his life. He's almost 40 now. But if they didn't catch it, what if he said, I'll wait till I'm 50, then what?
2: Right, and that's what I think is so important too because a lot of times. We forego a lot of these tests because our doctors say, oh, no, come back in five years and get retested at, or wait this amount of time, but what about the time that you're waiting if something you,
5: goes wrong? You brought up such a good point. Um, I feel like we definitely have to take some responsibility for our healthcare. We yes. have to be advocates. We cannot sit by and go quietly into the night. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to say to yourself, you know, I deserve this test. I deserve the best healthcare. I deserve an answer. I'm not feeling well, and feel like you deserve to be in that waiting room and you deserve to be seen by that doctor and be treated as if you are a valued, you know, person. And that's very, and a lot of times, like I said, we will, we forego those tests. we'll, We'll. we'll wait, we'll, um, prey on it. We'll, you know, we'll they be the doctor yeah.
1: oftentimes. Yeah. And that, that was one of the things we had talked about as well, that, um, I think one of the, the biggest problems that we have is that people often, um, think that what their doctor says is gold. Yes. And because of that, they don't question it because they don't feel knowledgeable enough to be able to say or question it. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know, like I was watching a, one of my favorite shows on TV and it's a little medical thing and they popped up with a word. And I said, that ain't no damn real word. You know? <laughs> like, That's not real. I had to look it up like that. Make up words and make it sound all intelligent. But those are the things that become intimidating to people. Like when you come in and like you were saying, mm-hmm. it sounds very scientist-ish or whatever. When you come at them with that and they can't even pronounce the thing. Right. right? You say, what kind of, like you said, I just got breast cancer. It, it is. If you bring that home and you start talking about the specifics, how many people, women, especially even know that there's more than one type? unless you know someone that's been through that thing right i did not know that until
0: she yeah. I did." I, uh, I, yeah i'm learning i didn't know it's that
1: thing it's I, a, I knew because i have a very good friend of mine that just went through um you know she's on the other side of it thank god but sat down and was explaining to me that um you know and she gave me these triple negative things and blah 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 and it was like even then i kind of sat there and was like okay i need to just listen i can't even ask a question because it's not an intelligent question, because I didn't understand it. Right. So here you are with someone with that same mindset and God forbid, you know, they get diagnosed with this thing and and you're only one superwoman in the world. It can't all come to you. What does someone do? Right. Do they, how do you, how do you say I need help and where do you go? Like, you know, I know you have your website and I, I want you to touch on that as well, but you know, you're one super woman. So where are all the other superhumans that we can go to for
5: information? Right. Right. That's right. Oh, thank you for that. Um it's interesting. I feel like not everyone is built to be um a superwoman. It, correct. It that's just it there's no playbook in order to get through cancer. Um, If you're depressed, it's okay If you're feeling intimidated, it's okay If you're feeling like you don't want to deal with it And you want to walk away I understand Um, But you got to find your tribe you got to find help Mm -hmm. Again, there are so many different resources So you can do something as simple as starting with Your clinic social worker The licensed clinical social worker Or you can go and talk to someone in the support group or you can reach out to those national hotlines like Share, like Susan G. Komen, like Ann Can for prostate cancer, um, for like Touch BBCA for black breast cancer. If you want to talk about clinical trials, Karen's Club. There are so many different organizations nationally, and then you have them locally, which could be someone at your church or someone at the local, you know, support group that are there, and that's what they do. It's like, you mm-hmm. have to walk this walk alone because not everybody is built to be a super person and an advocate. Yeah. It's a difficult thing to manage when you're trying to make a decision and you're going through this emotional process. And everyone sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher right now. Mm-hmm. You, go right. In, you go into the you know meeting, you go into... You know, you sit there with your doctor. He's sitting there in the office. You're having a conversation after you left the exam room and they're talking to you. And if you're not, you don't have somebody there taking notes, you're not recording this. A lot of this stuff is just going over your head. And then when you get the test results, the pathology report, I remember what that was like to get my pathology report and to have to stop and Google every other word. But you see, each and every time I did that for myself, I felt empowered. For me, it was about making an informed decision. Okay. I need to be educated. So, but not everybody is built to do that. It's a difficult thing. So you find someone, whether it's like I said, the local clinic, whether it's a support group, whether it's your church, where whether it's a national organization, you and the national organization specific to your cancer, because there's like all organizations that are different, and then some of them are very very uh, specific. And then you get in there and you tell them that I need help. I want to live. I want to become more educated. I feel like I'm not making the right decisions. I need help in order to do this. And you just start the conversation there. Don't feel like this is something that you have to do alone. I did it alone because, for me, that was the only way that I could stay alive at the time. There weren't a lot of people that looked like me who had been through a clinical trial. Most of the stories right. that I was researching, yeah. when I was searching in 2017 in order to stay alive, they didn't look like me. They didn't come from my neighborhood. They didn't come from my socioeconomic status. But that was OK, because I still took that information and used it. As I should. In my case, how can I apply <laughs> what they did? and how they moved in regards to asking researchers particular questions, and how what testing did they actually get in order to get into the clinical trial? And what phase did they go to? Phase one, phase two, or phase three? And what's the difference with that? What are the ramifications in that? You understand the difference between a randomized trial and a trial with phase one where it's very small and you're guaranteed the medicine, but it's more risk because they are tweaking it. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's randomized, whereas a phase three trial, it's you're taking your chances. You might get the you might be in the cold, right, that gets the drug initially, or you might have to wait 12 weeks. Do you understand that if you wait 12 weeks, is that 12 weeks that you have to survive to wait for mm, that? Right. So right. You understand these things.
1: Somebody like, with 18 months, 12 weeks is we don't, yeah, don't, have, time for yeah, that. don't
0: have time for that.
1: Exactly. I need it right now. Exactly. right now. I'm on my way.
5: <laughs> and, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And like, oh, luckily for me, I was able to get into the trial twelve weeks after being diagnosed. Eight weeks after that, I got my first scan. Um, the cancer was reduced by seventy-two percent. Wow! Two, wow! Three, I've been, wow! Yeah, I've been fine, so I'll be. I'm eight weeks away from my fifth year, and I'm mm-hmm. one of tw- I will be, God willing, twelve. One of the twelve percent of people diagnosed with metastatic triple negative breast cancer that lived to five years.
0: Wow. wow. That's a congratulations.
2: This is amazing. <laughs> congratulations. I love, it. I love this. Cheers. I mean, this. is This was so informative for me. And I'm hoping that our viewers are getting yeah. the information. And, and go check out Karen's website.
1: Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. You yeah. started Karen's Club, and that is really about clinical trials. Um, and we definitely want to point people in that direction because there's a lot of information that you give. And I know that people are capable of reaching you there, right? Because you're not superstar status yet, but you on your way. So, <laughs> so, um, and and the fact that you're so willing, I know that this is not the first time that you spoke to, you know, you've been on quite a few things speaking about this clinical trial situation and being an advocate for your own help. And, and thank you for that. And I know that, you know, people have access to you and, and your wealth of knowledge. And I just really want to say for all of us that we appreciate the fact that you've taken up that mantra.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't you know, know if you can see the comments, you know, the viewers, they just, I have, I've
5: seen yeah. it. That's I'm yeah. smiling. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, you know,
0: I just, Mm-hmm. I just wanted to add too. Um, when you go into your doctor, and this is very important to me, what I realize is build a relationship with your doctor. A Absolutely. lot of people are, are really, really afraid. Like my primary care physician, I'm on his Facebook page. We have a very personal relationship. And I realize that he sends me for testing for anything you understand and talk to your doctor and be honest and truthful. You know, that it, that's really, really important. And some of us miss it. We really, mm-hmm. really do. You, I agree. you have a lot of trust in your
5: doctor and that's so cool. That's so important.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because you're not afraid to ask those questions, you know, nice. so because you have a personal relationship with your doctor.
0: Exactly. So,
2: you know, it's good to, if you have one doctor, that, you know, I, my doctors, I've been with my doctors for years, all of them, GYN, all of them. So I'm going to walk in there and be like, look
1: can have such an ego and and that's one of the things that i have to be i have to be able to tell you everything and i need you to sit there and listen i don't want to be talking to you and you checking my ears and my blood pressure at the (laughs) time you don't sit down and listen to me
5: that's thing
1: I mean. that too, rushing you out the door. Like, I just, I'm
5: like, look, we have to have a conversation.
1: Don't mm-hmm. you know be better than me.
5: Find someone who values your voice. In order Absolutely. for me to save my life, I found a doctor who was educated and wanted to educate me on how to make an informed decision because I've made the path with her. I want right. to make an informed choice. Right. I want to make yes. an informed decision. Help me get there. And we achieve the goal together. Because she valued my voice and didn't treat me as if I was something that didn't deserve or someone that didn't deserve access to quality health.
2: Just a body, just a body, and, and you just, after you leave, the next one comes in. Because some of them doctors treat you like that.
0: Exactly.
5: Those are the ones you stay away from. Yeah, exactly. You walk away from that, you away from that because you are deserving. We are all deserving of quality health care. Absolutely. Really and always remember that. Always go in thinking that. And if you feel like, at something that you aren't receiving and you feel it in your gut and you feel worse than when you walked in emotionally, then it's time to move on. And I know yeah. it's a scary thing to do, but like I said, find the support. You don't have to do it alone. You
2: mm-hmm. don't have to do it alone. That's right. Well, I don't know if anybody has a question for Karen, but you can call in or you can type it in the comment and ask her a question. Make sure you go and check out her website. You know, I know we all know somebody that most of us know people that suffer from cancer in some form, especially when you get of a certain age or, you know, we kind of know people.
3: And, and uh, we all a
1: certain age. And are all a certain age.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
4: we are. Hey. Yeah.
5: And with advanced cancer, a lot of times, um, clinical trials sometimes can be the only treatment option. Meaning, I know this is going to sound strange, but I'm going to say it anyway standard of care is not going to disappear chemotherapy radiation, mm-hmm. surgery aspirin, it's always going to be there but the window of opportunity to go and seek out treatment in a clinical trial and possibly get something that is won't be on the market for another 10 years because my drug still is not on the market that, window of opportunity
0: yeah. that was safe. my next question mm-hmm. wow,
5: okay that window of opportunity is very small, especially in a phase one. So again, if God forbid it doesn't work, you can fall back on the standard of care. Yes. But if you've done too many treatments, then you, but I've been in the room. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's heavy when, when the doctor has said, you know, you've arrived and they say, well, we can't put you in a trial because you've been treated too many times. I've been in a room with someone It's heartbreaking, you know, because again, it's, it's about choice, right? About choice and having all the options on the table. I'm not a recruiter. I'm not walking people hand in hand into a clinical trial. What I'm saying to people of color, people of color with advanced cancer, like, look, here's an option. Here are all your options. Here's standard of care. Here's holistic. Here is a clinical trial if you have all of your options on the table, it's up to you to make. It's the freedom. We have these freedoms to make choices.
1: Right. Exactly.
5: But you can't make an informed choice if you don't have all the information. Correct. Right. Exactly.
2: Right. Exactly. You have to start somewhere. Exactly. And the place you start is advocating for yourself.
5: Exactly. Educating, advocating. Educating all of that. Yes. Exactly. That's what we do at Karen's Club. We help patients make informed decisions. We have these wonderful patient advocates who can sit there and have a conversation because they've been through a clinical trial. They know what it's like. I'm not manufactured. This story actually happened. I wasn't paid to go into the clinical trial. The clinical trial, I made a decision based off science. I was very strategic in how I moved in order to figure out, am I making this right decision? Because you're swinging for the heavens. Right. That Hail Mary, I was given a four percent chance, so I didn't have time to, you know, maneuver and make, you know, a decision that was based off emotion. So again, when we talk about right. it, that's why I was so cold because I had to be very focused and very, yeah. safe. you Makes know, pay attention to make face face anything else because I had to make the choice. No one else could make that choice for me. Am I going yeah. <sighs> to save my life? Am I? Am I? Is it going to work? And so it did, and I got really lucky wow hold I'm on so we, got a we have a call we have a call guys
1: before the call hello? is on if they can hear me make sure they turn the volume down hello? on their computer so it's no um feedback hello hello how you doing
3: hello hey hey Rod well, keisha how you
0: doing how you feeling key good
1: so i have a question first of all thank you so much karen for Coming on and giving this information is awesome, awesome, awesome. And I'm a people 100 real with you. When they told you you didn't have that time to live, that God said no, He had another plan for you, and that's why you're doing what you're doing. My question is you said that you've been in the room with people who missed that that,
5: that trial to um, get the clinical help. Why is that? You're saying, like, it's, I'm assuming that you've had kibble too many times of radiation or whatever, whatever the treatment you're getting, you miss a window of being able to get it.
2: Why is that? Why can't you be getting, I have a friend right now who's getting chemo. Why can't you be getting chemo and then also try to get into a clinical trial? Why is there a common or amount of times you can get chemo before you can get into a clinical trial?
5: Okay. So I, I thank you so much for that question. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. For thank this. you. Kay. Okay. It's a little complicated, but I'm going to try to make it very simple. Doctors are very competitive. I know this sounds strange, but this is an oxymoron. They want the healthiest of the sick. So Mm. look at those exclusionary criteria. Let's go, let's say we're looking at clinicaltrials.gov. That's where all the trials are located. In that exclusionary criteria, it says that you have to be able to live most of these trials for a certain amount of months you've got to be able to sustain life if they're going to put you in a trial they have to be confident that you're going to be able to live through the treatment so that's one number one they want the healthiest of the sick and number two is that there are trials that you can actually do chemo and 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 be on a trial but it depends on the particulars and so again when this particular person could not get on the trial the doctor said, well, I can give you something It's called off-label. So instead of being on the trial per se, and then taking your data and you having the whole, whole team looking at you and overseeing and watching you like a hawk, because they did. They watched me like a hawk. You're not on the trial, but the doctor can if he wants. It's called compassionate use. If you feel like, listen, mm-hmm. oh, I'm trying my best. I want to stay alive. A doctor can decide you're a good fit. You're not a good fit for the trial, but they can help you with the drug, and they have to be able to apply to the pharmaceutical company through paperwork, and it's called compassionate use. So there are ways to be able to work around it. You just have to find yourself mm. in the right situation, a doctor who's going to be able to, you know, fight for your life and feel like okay. that's something that you, you know, you can do. So there's sounds that.
1: like an insurance issue too. Mm. We go that route, mm. like I mean, they all are, but. And that way, I would think that there would be a different way of dealing with insurance when it comes to that also.
0: All right. Thank you, Keisha. Thank you
3: for
1: answering that. Thank you, Keisha. You're welcome. All right. I know we could keep you on this line all night. All
3: night. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right.
1: Getting all this information because I mean it's so much. It's so it's such a heavy thing, and certainly we'll never be able to really like you know we're just scratching the surface tonight. Really understand down. it. I think the thing that I'm I'm hearing the most is that it is so imperative for us to get out and get information, not to just take what your doctor is saying to you. And um, using that to to be our own voice yes. when it comes to our health issues, period.
5: I think that's a very important statement because it's easy to blame others and it's easy to roll back and say, you know what, I don't think that I can do this. I don't, you know, I don't I'm not built to do this. I don't want to do this. It's it's easy. It's an easy thing um, to just walk away and and feel like this is something that you don't want to do is to advocate for yourself and so again it takes a lot it's not something that is an easy thing to do but you can do something as simple as picking up the phone and just being on a a hotline or Mm -hmm. whatever the answer Mm -hmm. it is talk to somebody because each and every time you have a conversation you're going to leave that conversation with some information that you can absolutely like this one you should anyway. Like, this, the this is
1: definitely, you know, uh, a seed planted for anyone who, God forbid, is either going through it or maybe one day will know someone or is right. dealing with it themselves. Like, we'll be able to look back at this and be like, Karen, Karen.
5: I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that each and every time that I'm able to share my story, I'm putting seeds in someone's brain. that This is a conversation that they can look upon and say, oh, hmm. So I should think about a second opinion. Hmm. I should think about um, going to a teaching exactly. institution. Hmm. I should think about, you know, if I've been diagnosed with advanced cancer in order to make an informed decision, I need to have genomic testing. And in addition to genetic testing, because it just looks at my tumor. And if they see something that's a mutation in my tumor, then it may open up the doors to a treatment plan that's targeting my tumor. But a lot of times we aren't giving this information because we just aren't giving this information. We right. can talk about that at another show, but I'm hoping that someone who hears this or someone who sees this will start to understand that um, you, even though we've been through some atrocities and even though we've suffered under the hands of the medical institutions in the past that science can be science can be important, science can be life-saving. I, I'm a a I'm a I'm a cancer research fan. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night, that's what I'm doing. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm looking at things that just involve triple negative breast cancer. The type of mutation I have, it's called PMS two, it would normally cause colon cancer. Wow, those two percent of people that it caused breast cancer. I found that out in the middle of the night, just doing research. Let me see what's going on in colon cancer, what they're doing over there in lung cancer. But that's right. just me, I just love it, okay. so, right? Like I said, if anybody ever wants to have a conversation, they know where to find me. That's right. right. And yeah. you can
2: yes. check it out there. Yes. Um, I
3: had it up here. We go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Every day. laughs> Check out our website. There's a lot of good information on there. Um, go check out. Just browse through, see what you can Share see. it
1: with someone. Yeah, sure. Share it with someone
5: you know. Absolutely. Exactly. Each so one share it. Exactly. You guys are so wonderful. The fact that you provide this platform to have these important conversations, you may be helping someone that you have never met before. Then.
3: Exactly. That's, yeah. the That's, That's the goal. That's the goal.
5: That's absolutely. If one
2: person is helped. We've done something. That's right. We've done something. But, Karen, thank you so much for coming on and joining us. Um, we ask every one of our guests a specific question. And, and it's what is your personal affirmation that enlightens, empowers, encourages, or entertains? You've done a lot of that already, but what's personal to
5: you? I think I used to have it up on my wall. And I took it down when I repainted the bedroom. But I used to have a sign up that says, Tomorrow provides another chance to do something good and get it right. Even if you know, you didn't it didn't work out today. Tomorrow you wake up and you're blessed to wake up. You had another chance, it's a reset. Yes. You got
1: it right. So Love that. I do too.
5: Yeah. I, I have this saying that says, I believe
1: in tomorrow's. Yeah. I, I believe do. in tomorrow's. Absolutely. Well, we won't hold you, girl. I mean, we could keep you though, I'm telling you. We <laughs> <laughs> sure can. And, so much for this show. I, I
5: you, know. invite me back when you have this whole uh you know conversation about uh you know the life plans and yes yes yeah. I'd be curious mm. to see what's gonna happen we okay. will.
3: Yeah. 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 Yeah,
5: definitely
0: yeah I got something to say about that you yeah we love know you, you <laughs> love to tune we in <laughs> thank <laughs> you
5: so much for having me thank I you welcome thank you thank, thank you. you Karen good
2: night Karen All right. <laughs> wow wow guys wow that was great that, that was great. great that was really great yeah that A lot was great. Of information and stuff i didn't know especially with the breast cancer thing i had no idea it was different types of breast cancer i didn't know that
1: so yes to all of our viewers if you really appreciated what karen had to share with us and you think that somebody can be helped by that share the show share the yes share the show with someone and let them know that, you know, we have this, let them know about Karen's website. Um, again, she is, she is one that you could actually just call her. You can email her. She will respond to you. And um, if she's not able to help, she knows somebody that can. So a wealth of information and knowledge. So um, definitely, you know, let somebody know. Absolutely. So, Yeah and you guys know what to do
2: go check us out on twitch spotify and youtube ig facebook and i radio yeah. at conversations with my cuz yeah. drop us some questions leave some feedback you can always yeah. leave a message on our um and our email address conversations with my at gmail.com and you can even call us and leave a message there and yep. Ronald, I love you so much, Ron. You don't even know how much I miss you right now.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> At
0: 201-431-6198. But you're doing a great job. You're doing, you doing know, a great I, job, sister. Does
1: it Listen, You got this little face freeze.
0: It's like, uh, yeah. A I'm, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, wait. Where,
1: where is that? Because Ronald has okay. it up here.
2: He pops it. I things know. Up. So I miss.
0: Good luck, guys. Have a great show, Mount
2: That's right. <laughs> He's so appreciated. I so I, he's. I'm so he's so. I'm, Lord, I'm so tongue tied. Look at that. Do this. But he's Look so appreciated. You have no idea. Yes. And I'm, absolutely. I, and I
1: have to, to everyone along. Yes. You know, yeah. And now you don't want to do it, right? I don't want to do this. I know. I know. But I want to thank our viewers for hanging with us. I know we, definitely you know, a little bit behind. We were little little over. It. We were over. But we. It was worth it.
2: It was definitely worth it. Yeah. But as you guys know, we end every show with a quote, and the quote I have today is: "Advocate, advocate for yourself. Advocate for yourself. You never know who else you are advocating for."
0: Hey, I love it. Love it.
2: And guys, we will
1: see you.
0: No says good night. Peace
1: and love. <laughs>